Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, The Big Show, the amazingly important show. Okay, we're not really. Uh, for this car. Yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. the most critically acclaimed podcast that is recorded in our car. We are in the Red Studio today. We're heading down the road. We're going towards Como, Columbia, Missouri, one of the best towns in the United States. But that's not where we're here to talk about. I gotta, I gotta admit, right now I've got kind of a sore knee. It's not my knee that itself that is sore. It's the muscles around the knee because I was overusing this leg because I had some really strange, one of the strangest episodes of, I've, I've always had bad knees from the way back to my youth. But the strangest knee episode I've ever had, and there is a prepper, prepping point to this, by the way. There's several, but I, I've never seen anything quite like it. Uh, it just, one day, it was just hurting. It was swollen. It was difficult to bend. And I'm like, oh my goodness, have I torn something up? I don't think so. It just doesn't feel structural. I've had structural problems before. I've had multiple knee surgeries. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is weird. And it got to be to where getting up out of a chair was almost excruciating. It was the weirdest thing. It's tricky for a 120-pound woman to help a guy that size out of a chair yeah i'm a bigger guy i mean i'm a six foot three and i'm not a small person in any way and it was just the strangest thing and over the weekend i was just like i was taking ibuprofen i was taking acetaminophen and we can talk about the taking of the two at the same time a little bit in this podcast because that's actually a thing and uh, I was taking, uh, what else was I taking? Oh, I, was, uh, I have some. Valorin some, cream. Yeah, Valorin cream. It's a prescription it's for a topical. Me, for, topical. Anti-inflammatory. Right. And it's for when I have knee problems. That's, that is exactly what it's for. That's why I, I have the prescription. Because it does pop up from time to time. But never like this. And then it's the strangest thing. I mean, I got up from work, got to go to work Monday morning, and I kind of told my 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 peeps there that I was not going to be moving around much in the office that day. I kind of have a little shelf under my desk where I could stick my feet up. And I kind of sat there and I, I worked at my desk for two or three hours. And I had to, as we like to say in our office, go South because <laughs> the, the restrooms in the building are South of almost everybody actually North of me, but that's beside the point. So I had to quote unquote go South and I got up, no swelling, no pain, no, nothing. It was gone in two hours. And I have no idea how that's even possible. Randomly appeared, randomly disappeared. With, Which isn't that odd for knee problems of his type, but the speed of it was. And yeah, the I mean, it was, just, it was, it was just I got up and I could bend my knee fully. So, you know, but what <clears throat> the point of my story was the ibuprofens. And the acetaminophens kept me functional, whereas otherwise I probably would have been non-functional. The ice packs help, too. The ice packs I, help, I too, think yes. My suspicion, I am not a physician. I, I know some things about medicine, but I am not a licensed medical professional, so this is just me talking, all right? But one of the things the immune system does is once it gets going, it feeds itself, and it's a self-amplifying system. And I was trying to amp interrupt that system of inflammation in his knee. So we were doing everything we could without poisoning his liver to interrupt that inflammation. 
So we were using two different kinds of uh, anti-inflammatory drugs that work on different pathways. So we didn't have to max out the dosage on any one of them. We could uh, alternate which ones he was getting. And then if he really needed some an hour earlier than he could have taken the second dose of ibuprofen, well, it's safe to give a dose of acetaminophen if he hasn't had that for six or six hours or so. Right. So no. No, doing I'm, that and the topical Joe wa- as well. I want to throw in a caveat here. Ibuprofen is an over-the-counter drug that you really need to not overdo. We got a train. Yes, we did. Um, we love, we enjoy running over trains, and that's the one spot on this road where we can run over a train. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The um, ibuprofen in particular is one that can really mess up your liver if you take way too much of it. And acetaminophen's on that list too. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I don't People do it. damage their livers taking too much of these over-the-counter drugs. They are safe as prescribed, if, as long as you have a decent liver, and they do a lot of good. I'm not saying they're a bad thing or anything, but I'm saying people who take too much of them run themselves into liver problems because they mistakenly think that if it's sold over the counter, it must be safe to abuse as well as safe to use. Right. And then you got other over-the-counter drugs that have their own elsewise side benefits like, uh, or side repercussions like uh, some of them. Uh, Aspirin and uh, stomach irritation. Do the bleeding thing. Uh, Aspirin does a couple of different things. Uh, One of the things it does is irritate the stomach lining in many people. And another one is it inhibits the platelet activation, which is part of how your blood clots. So people who max dose on aspirin can find can actually give themselves a, a mild and transient form of a hemophilia, right? And you where they bleed too much the of their damage. Not out of yourself. Yeah, aspirin. it's not a good time to be in a car accident when you've been high dosing with aspirin. Or don't play hockey, roller derby, or football while you're overdosing on aspirin. Yeah. You really don't want to do any of those things. And uh, kids can get something called Rye syndrome when they take aspirin. Where I'm not really sure how that works. I'm not sure as anybody's figured it out yet. But aspirin is not one you want to give to kids. And we bring all these up because they're nice over-the-counter medications you can find in any dollar store, and they're really useful. Right. Now, we did a um, – one moment, please. Sorry about that. We had a uh, – we had a to have a conference on where we were going to go with this. Uh, I'll be straight up. Originally, we, we have, were going to record this a short little podcast to go with the uh, dollar store, which she was segueing to, the dollar store – Drugs article, which by the time you hear this will have been several days ago. Uh, and there'll be a link the in the show notes. It, yeah, and, and it'll be linked in the show notes. We'll put that a link to that in there. Because we did a – so let's t- take just a minute because we're not going to do the podcast for that. We'll just cover that article as well in this podcast just briefly. Yeah, that one was just about useful things you can find. Literally, we went to a – one of those stores where everything in there just costs one dollar, so I they don't have prices. I think it was Family Dollar, but you know, there's a whole ton of them. Yeah, you know, Dollar Tree, or you know, there's all kinds of them. We were just thinking about how some people get the thought that they can't prep because they don't have enough money, and here's a whole store full of stuff for a dollar each. Yeah, we paid. Under we decided 10 bucks to for, you know. wander through there and find some things that were prepping useful from the medicine section, okay, and uh, showcase them just to give people an idea of, hey. You can do yourself some good, even if you have nothing but what's under the couch cushions to prep with. Now, I want to throw something in here. 
the thing about medicines at the dollar store is these are medicines. They're labeled as medicines. Therefore, in America at least, they fall under the FDA uh, regulatory regu- yeah, regulation system. And the FDA has zero sense of humor about mislabeling drugs or not producing them according to the specifications that are required. So even cheap actual medications are, in my opinion, quite safe and effective in the U.S. Right. You look uh, at these gener- herbal supplements, not yeah. so much. Yeah, herbal supplements are a totally different story. We're, we, we'll talk about that some other time. But you look at these and you look, it says acetaminophen. The same ingredients as in the brand Blom. You know, whatever it is, boom, whatever brand it happens to be. And you look at ibuprofen, the same ingredients as in the brand, boom. And when it says the same ingredients, active or same active ingredients as in the brand, boom, they cannot lie about that without facing, like, real serious fines. There, yeah, there I are mean, some differences in formulation right, that make right, a little bit of difference, but it's that, relatively you know, minor, generally. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you my personal preference in in all of these for, for over-the-counter pain relief is the gel caps. because Or actually the liquid, because it hits you a lot faster. But not for prepping, because those are but not, not stable for forms. Those are the ones I keep around for my use. For prepping, you want pills, not capsules, not caplets, pills. Absolutely not gel caps, because one day in a hot backpack <laughs> oh, yeah. and you have... A mess. Trust me on this one. Yeah, trust there, us. Yeah, done we, that. we know this. We can actually <laughs> put the picture up about some of the messes the we've had. Pancake of gel caps. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we learned the lesson on that. So, not gel caps are right out for prepping. Now, would I actually buy those medications for prepping at the dollar store? Generally not, because you can get them in higher uh, quantities, so they're lower cost per dose elsewhere right and that's more a space efficient way to keep them for prepping and space if, is an issue when you right. have a lot of prepping stuff if you can afford it a really great way to do it and it's not that expensive but a really great what we what we do with our stuff is we buy it at our uh, warehouse club we're sam's people just because that's the only thing close to us but costco would have it any other warehouse club that's out there will have these things and they'll be these humongous bottles and that's how we buy them and then we'd subdivide them up out of the bottles. Like, uh, yeah, we rotate. We've got a fridge where we keep the stuff that's uh, <laughs> the pepper stuff. I did not realize how much, how much we, we had to look, go in and look for the, for the cream the other day because I needed a new tube. <laughs> and we keep it, of course, in the fridge. I had no idea. The entire bottom shelf of our refrigerator is nothing okay. but He doesn't prepping. dig in the back I don't dig in the of back the refrigerator of stuff. I had no idea so that's where I put the, we... the extra. <laughs> The extra drug stuff. I'm looking at all the, these things. I'm just going, holy cow. I can see why you don't want to buy anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's wanting oh, we could buy a spare bottle. I'm like, nope, really don't want to. Because every time we buy a new bottle, I go there and I pull out the oldest one I've got. I label them as to date when we get them. Pull out the oldest one we've got. We use from that so none of them get ridiculously old and we've always got a stock of stuff. Right. And if something gets really old, we just... Take it to the sheriff's office and dispose of it safely because they're cheap enough, and that's a cheap insurance plan. I'll do that. One thing I will say about the, the dollar store stuff, though, 
you can put yourself together a really nice little, it's going to be cheap, but nobody cares, a really nice little cheap 72-hour bag type uh, medical kit out of the dollar store. You can put almost the whole thing together and not spend 20 bucks on it and get plenty of amounts so that not only you have enough to use, you have enough to share. And they're going to be in these little bitty bottles anyway. So, you know, it's it's going to be easy to carry. It's going to be light. Um, take a look at the article. Some of the things we put on this medical article, um, or dollar store medicine, are things you might not think. What's that got to do with medicine? Dental floss. What's that got to do with medicine? It has a lot to do with preventive medicine. Uh, toothbrushes. I don't know if we put one of those on there. They we have didn't. Toothbrush. Did we? We did not. No, but they have to- toothbrushes, the same thing. Uh, toothpaste, same thing. It, toothpaste is medical supply? Yes, it actually is. I don't think you want to see what happened to the cavity rate in the U.S. when they started <clears throat> putting fluoride, started using fluoride? Uh-oh. That's not a political comment. Uh-oh. It's, political comment. It is not. No. It isn't, you know. Whether you- or not we do it to the public health supply, okay, that's a political question, but whether or not cavity rates went down is a factual statement right now i will tell you and, and some people will blow their minds i actually use a fluoride wash every day but i spit it out so you know i'm not actually swallowing the fluoride so but i do and, and my cavity rate i'm he's prone say, i'm prone i'm really prone uh but my cavity rate has gone from real serious health problem to virtually non-existent since i started that so, I mean, it just is. But anyway, that's not the point of the. We have suntan lotion. Not tan lotion. No, no, suntan. Uh, sun, sunblock. Sunscreen. Sunblock. And we have the highest number that they had. We picked, which was only 50. 50 is pretty high. But, but yeah, I've seen it go higher. Nobody, well, most people don't use as much as recommended. I certainly don't because it feels nasty. I seldom use the stuff at all, honestly. But if you. Have somebody who's going to have to be out there who isn't usually, especially if they're delicate skinned like a kid. Or if they're on the water, or yep. in the water, or if it's snowy in, out. Snow in the uh, where the skin's going to be exposed anyway. Especially at altitude. Or you're going to altitude. Yeah, you'll totally toast yourself at altitude. Or you're a, and you know if you are, if you're one of these fair skinned like redheads. Oh, poor people. I love you, redheads. I do, but I pity you on the suntan, sunburn thing. Yeah, and, and uh, it's 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 a real health issue. I'm not just talking long-term risk of skin cancer thing. I'm talking about if you get blisters and blisters break, you've got open skin and open skin invites germs. Yes. So, all of this stuff is dollar. Read the article. Let's get back to, just briefly, another take a look. At the, I want you to go through the... Uh, the pathways thing, so people really understand how that works. Mm. In a few minutes, I can't do a great job, but I'll give you an idea. But you can put it in the article. <laughs> Read the article, okay? We've, we've got <laughs> immune cells, and when they find something that they object to, like damaged tissue or invaders, they activate and they start releasing a whole host of chemicals that starts these little chemical cascades where one triggers the next, triggers the next, triggers the next, and you get a whole bunch of impressive reactions going, like the redness and the swelling and the heat and the fever and the loss of appetite and the body aches. All that stuff is created by the immune system when the immune system is trying to clean up stuff. And all of it has a good physiological point. It just happens to be miserable in the meantime. So... 
the immune system can get out of hand and create more of those symptoms than are good for anybody, and certainly more than are comfortable. So we've got a variety of drugs that interrupt those pathways, stop the production of all those immune signals that cause all those signs and symptoms. But there are multiple pathways, and different over-the-counter drugs can work on different pathways. And different drugs are disposed of differently by the liver. So if the liver is busy getting rid of a set amount of ibuprofen and you give it some acetaminophen, well, the liver can do that at the same time because it's using a different set of enzymes to do it. If you get it more ibuprofen, then you start to get toxicity problems. So using different things that use different pathways gives you a wider array of effects and it reduces the risk of toxicity. That's my best short form. That's a pretty good short form, though, you know. Rubble strip. Yeah, that, that that was pretty good, you know. So, yeah, we're, and she's gonna she's gonna do an article at some point in time. <laughs> yeah, I get her into an article. You volunteered again. I volunteer again. <laughs> I volunteer again. I love it when I volunteer her all the time. I, I I hear it on the podcast as we're talking. I'm gonna write an article on this. How surprising. <laughs> but it's a good article. And it's something I've never actually seen anybody talking about in prepper circles. I just haven't. And I've read a lot of prepper med stuff, and I've never seen this discussion. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, coming from a different angle. I'm a pathophysiologist. I'm not a emergency med provider. One moment, please. Now, of course, sorry, I had to, you didn't want to hear that. Um, I had to... Uh, bring up the fact that not all, even though you have these drugs and they're labeled like this, but not all drugs are created equal. And not all drugs work as well as they do on others. And some of these drugs have serious, and I mean serious, side effects that you need to know about if you plan to use them. For example, um, the brand name is Benadryl. I don't know what Diphenhydramine. The, diphenhydramine. Diphenhydramine knocks me out like a sledgehammer. It is, in fact, what you find. They, they call it now, they make some sort of Z-Quil to go along with the NyQuil. <laughs> and they've got the same diphenhydramine in them, but one of them has the other stuff for cold and flu relief, and the other one doesn't. Because the diphenhydramine really, really increases sleepiness in a lot of people. And they use it as a relatively safe over-the-counter sleep aid. Right. Now, you look at But it, it's also a strong antihistamine. But, which is why it is a prime, prime thing for preppers it's, to it's have. It's a very useful drug. I'm, I'm yeah. glad to have a lot of it around, but I'm careful about when I take it. Yeah, I have to watch myself. Because I need to sleep at night. I'll take one of the things. And, ah, I, I don't get all that sleepy when I do take them. Oh, I, it, it, it just slaughters me. But it people just, differ. I take uh, take a pill. Thirty minutes later, boom, I'm gone. Now that's the that's good. If I'm sitting at home and I have to fall asleep in my recliner, no. Big yeah, if deal. you have a sick day for a cold, fine, take a nap. Right, but if I'm getting ready to go out and drive to, you know, a town 150 miles away, don't not, take diphenhydramine. Don't take diphenhydramine. <laughs> I mean, just bad things will happen. We did that once by. By accident, actually, yeah, when we were young and silly. Yeah. And uh, he ended up <clears throat> falling asleep well. even while I was talking to him and he was yes. driving. 
that was a wild ride. Apparently, I slept through it. Yeah, he thought it, he thought it was fun and exciting when he woke up, but he didn't see how we missed the head-on with a telephone pole by six inches. Right, I was driving, <laughs> I was driving a limo at the time, and she was in the back. Uh, I used to drive limos. It uh, one of the many zillion things <laughs> I have done in my life. But anyway, I was driving a limo, and we were driving. We were probably five miles from town. I was almost home. Yeah, and uh, we were on an area that had a. a an elevated road with a relatively mild slope, and it sloped down into like a farm field. Meaning we didn't quite roll over when we went right. down it. <laughs> um, but the problem was there were power lines running down here. And so I'm, she's talking to me, and all of a sudden I hear screaming, and the car's kind of sideways almost. And I open my eyes, and... You know, I see we're kind of half sliding down the slope, and we're still doing 45 miles an hour. And I, I mean, this is the kind of thing where you roll a car. This is a rolling type of situation. So I counter-steered, got the car going straight, and I'm like, oh, man, it's going to cost me a ton of money to get towed out of here. I looked up there, and I'm like, yeah, slow. I can take that. I can make this. I can do this. And he would have said, hold my beer and watch this if he had a beer at the time. But, <laughs> so, you know. I, so I just I just floored it, and up the slope we shot back onto the highway. Thankfully, there was nobody there. Out into the other lane, the oncoming traffic lane, fortunately, there was nobody there. And I'm going to tell you, Spice and I do not yell at each other. We just don't. I could probably... Um, hold on the number my hand up and count the number of times that we have yelled at each other since we've been together for 35 years out of emotion not need out of to emotion project over loudness yeah i'm not counting yeah. situations we're yelling at each other because there's a lot of noise no that's a, we're talking about hot okay that is one of the fingers that i can hold up <laughs> because she there were there there was no doubt I had offered she to take was over not the driving a happy two or three times. Person. <laughs> the the level of happiness was very, very low at this point in time. Like the, the customer satisfaction, it would be in the <laughs> the little one. Yeah, I, I would have been leaving him a bad review if I had been one of his paying customers for the limo. <laughs> I thought it was, I was oh hell yeah! Excuse my language, but. Ah, that was fun! Um, Except the part where we almost rolled and then almost hit the telephone pole. It was great fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the telephone pole. Sorry, got a bit of a cough today. I don't remember the telephone pole at all, which probably increases my level of joy over the day. <laughs> yeah. So, we are we are at a stopping point, so we're going to hang this podcast up, and she's going to stop at the farmer's market and pick up her peppers that she forgot at home so she can, like, cut one apart and eat it for breakfast. And we'll catch you the next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>